shall we yeah let's give it a shot and then later we can be like well that was garbage next time we'll do it the other way right hi i'm katie hi i'm annika and this is this is the peter rabbit the hole, peter rabbit hole. <laughs> that was probably terrible continue Most likely excellent well we could go again or we could just not i don't think we care yet cool maybe next time we'll practice an intro i bet we won't <laughs> <laughs> the peter rabbit hole is a deep dive into a kid's book where we'll spend three and four times as long discussing a book as it takes to actually read it what are we reading this week this week we're reading the hat by john brett Wait, I feel like it's important to say it was, it came out in 1997. Oh, much younger later. than I thought it was. Me too, because that would have made me 14 when it came out. And I'm not surprised I read it and still consider it a childhood book, but I was like, oh, that is, I, it feels so much and the mitten, the mitten is the same, is at about the same time, I think. But she's got other ones from earlier. Generically, her book's feel like a tight collection that yeah, they've got such a distinct art style that they sort of all lump into that time I read a Jan Brett book regardless of which one it was because boy some of them were published in the 70s and some of them were published in 2015. There's one about a hedgehog who blasts off into space and I'm not convinced that that one uh, would feel like an 80s book. <laughs> I don't know like you got some Soviets still were trying to be. <laughs> I don't believe you. I'm looking it up. No, it's there. It was on her website. Her website is extremely clear and also definitely based on a 1996 GeoCities page. <laughs> oh, she actually has a lot of hedgy themed books. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out this is my like only fun fact that I could really find was that she had a pet hedgehog. Oh. And okay. I think that is why she has so many hedgehog themed books. It's because she had a, you know, a muse in her house. I'll be damned. Hedgy blast off. I Yep. Doesn't feel right, does it? No, like the cover feels different. Yeah. Okay. I want to read it now because I am intrigued. So I'll put it on the list. <laughs> um, oh, so that fun fact. Pet hedgehog. Yeah. Pet hedgehog. Uh, born and raised in Massachusetts, still lives in Massachusetts. I was really expecting you to tell me she was like Norwegian. Swedish. Yep. Nope. Massachusetts. Um, but, and like, that's the thing is most of the books of hers that I've read are set very much in Scandinavian countries. Yes. Like that's the set I read, but she's done a bunch of other ones. Like she's got a Goldilocks and the Three Bears that's set in Northern Canada. Oh. called the three bears i think um and then there's a well there's some that are under the sea and there's one set in china but they're like they're set all over the place apparently the ones that i've missed out on and she traveled to most of those places before writing the books oh good which for is her pretty cool yeah you know generically cold in the book but the, the little flag yeah up. denmark but yeah I was wondering, I'm like, oh, I wonder how sincere mm -hmm. all of the, what feels like folklore, cultural things are. 
I'm going out on a limb. I think some of her family is probably Scandinavian. It certainly feels like, like it feels strong... so strong, strong. Yeah. Connection to those ones, but I don't know. I've never met her. Yeah. Her husband plays in a symphony orchestra and has since the 60s. She's oh. pretty impressive. Yeah. And she wanted she decided she wanted to be an illustrator when she was a kid and that's was like, fun. that's what I'm doing. And then she did it. And now she's one of the most widely published illustrators. Lots of kids want to be illustrators. Very not a lot to make it all the way through. Yeah. No. Very yeah. hard job to succeed yeah. in. But yeah, those are the things I know about Jen Brett. Well, Thanks to are... her extremely helpful GeoCities website. We're going to have to go check that out. I mean, it doesn't have the skins or like the sparkle or anything. It's just something about the way that the blocks are laid out. Oh, it's basically. very, yeah. Um, when There's I, a grid. Um, last week when I looked up Alexandra Day, her mm-hmm. website also felt very like 15 years ago, someone told me I had to make a website. I made a website. It's done. There it is. Yes. That website is up and it continues to be up. Uh, the John Brett one has a lot of downloadable uh, coloring pages, which oh. is fun. Mm-hmm. Are they like <laughs> super intricate? I didn't look at them very hard. Fine. Those are my fun facts. Well, thank you for uh, finding those fun facts <laughs> for us. So we did the intro. I don't have your email up, so I don't remember the shape of the podcast. Oh, now now we're going to discuss the plot with possibly... <gasps> the plot! A, a quick synopsis is Lisa, a little Denmark girl, is getting ready for winter and she pulls out all of her clothes and hangs them up. A sock To falls. air them. It, yeah, I had a minute where I was like, why is what is even happening? It's because they were all in a box and now she's airing them out so that they don't smell like mothballs. I had been wondering, I'm like, did we wash them? No, I think they're just airing because they're they're all wool. Uh, And I want most of her wardrobe. I'll be honest. It's a real good aesthetic. Oh, I want to have this entire girl's wardrobe. Sweater the dog is wearing. Meh. But like the whole smock and leggings look. Oh, yeah. A plus. And her commitment... Um, the ear warmer headband yeah pretty good yeah so she she hangs up her clothes and then a sock falls down an excellent knitted sock and hedgy a little wandering hedgehog gets it stuck on his head and then after that every farm animal comes up to him and be like what's this dumb thing you have in your head and he's like shut up it's awesome as he's clearly trying to yank him <laughs> to get it off like he's very sad and he thinks that everyone is still upset about or still thinks he looks dumb in the hat where they're like oh maybe he's right maybe it is good to have a hat and by the end all of the little girl's clothing is gone because all of the animals have made fabulous hats out of it i think the goose does it best i'll be honest goose is a very strong strong choice choice yeah and then she finds them and is like maybe you shouldn't wear my clothes she takes the hat off the hedgehog which is good hedgy is clearly very like he's having a bad day yeah i feel i feel for him especially like he is in such anguish in all of these pictures of him I know. just <laughs> so sad and he's just although what i love is 
um, her illustration style is so realistic, but yet she has gotten such this great face of frustration on this poor little hedgehog. Yes. It, I had a minute where it's like, how does she get all that clothes off the animals? But it occurs to me now that Hedgie is the only uh, not farm animal yes. involved in this. Everybody else obviously lives here with her. And so it would not be. Wouldn't have traveled far. Um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to steal a vest off a pig because a pig is very scary. And I worry that all of these animals are just like free roaming. I mean. I think she she very much lives on a very small farm. Yeah, it's like it's a hobby farm. I get that. But like a pig will eat you. A pig yes. is very cute, but a pig is very scary. Especially a pig who's a mother. Yes. Oh, I see your point. She po- is. In in this And like maybe that's just her vest now. You bring up a good point because as I look through this we are clearly a free range farm yeah. and no fences. No fences. And like for the chickens and the goose, a big choice, but fine. And the dog. You have a lot of predators. The dog is great. The cat, obviously. Sure. The pony, little confused. Gonna eat your garden. And but those pigs right. though. The pig. Why are those pigs not in a house that's for pigs where no one else goes so they don't eat them? Ooh. You know, we say this, but if you will turn, well, you can't turn. Um, I will. I will scroll. You will scroll, um, because, and we'll get to this when we talk about the art. Because there's mm-hmm. these little portraits on the side. Yeah, the pig is in a fence. Huh. Or when it goes, because yeah. the pig follows the dog. Um, yeah. So maybe we. They're just real good at getting out. I mean, so is Abby, so. True. Anyways, I have concerns about their uh, farm animal safety procedures. You know, I had not thought about that because also I think not having grown up on a farm or ever really went to one, this is always how I wanted to imagine a farm was. Absolutely. You essentially had one to two of every kind of animal and you just all roamed happily. And they all just were friends. In about... 10 to 15 acres. Yeah. No, it's a good dream. And like, I get aesthetically why it's the choice, but a pig is scary. (laughs) I, I have told you about my grandparents' pig, right? Yes. That lived inside the house as a pet. (laughs) Bit me twice. I'm not a fan of friendly pigs. Yeah. No, a pig is great. I like, I love a pig, both as friend and as food, but I don't, I don't, oh boy, when they're grown-ups. And like, no. the trick is that these these pigs could easily go feral. Like, they could just go wander off into the woods and a feral pig definitely wants to do a murder. It wants yes. to do a lot of murder. Being killed by a wild boar while you were hunting is a real thing. It's Anyways, also- this pig is very cute and I love yes. that it's not a concern <laughs> or fear. Before we dive too far down. <laughs> into pig murder killer pigs i also have a slight confusion about the age of the animals because everybody has babies right the dog has babies the pig has babies the goose maybe doesn't the goose maybe doesn't um nor the does chicken the has babies mm. well that's fine i don't know like the goose has other geese but I other geese but i'm not yeah contemporaries. they're not yeah rather than children but also it is very cold and snowing how right often- like it's and winter is coming Right? right, like that's why she got her clothes out. 
how often do you see puppy dogs that small in the winter? Exactly. That's my concern about the pig as well. Yeah. Like piglets are a springtime thing and not a fall time thing. I think, I think the they're same... just there for flavor. Yes. Speaking of flavor and the small baby animals on the dog's page, the baby dog that is there is making the most hilarious <laughs> He is so disgruntled stuff. by this hat. <laughs> he is bothered and concerned that Hedgie yep. is wearing a hat. Like you can tell he's like, there is a break in reality and I do not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I also, I think Hedgie is trying to get the sock off by using the raspberry canes. Yes. Which is quite smart, actually. I would love for a second to talk about the multiple ways this hedgehog brainstorms getting a sock off his head. He uses the chicken. Um, mm, I think he's maybe just pulling. I wanted him to be using the oh, chicken the house, coop. but looking yeah. at the perspective, I don't think that's true. And he then wedges it in between a tree with yeah. the cat. I mean, a sapling. But raspberry, raspberry canes. canes. Sliding down the hill. And then he's like, just given up. Oh, he's so upset in that picture where he just wants to be alone. Where he's walking. Everyone was him. laughing at him and like, wow, what a mood. I know that feeling. You know, yeah. those days when you're just having a bad day and everyone's like, no, it's an okay day. Everything's fine. And you're like, no, everything's bad and it feels bad. And I need to eat a potato about it. And there's a moments you're like, Thank you for your help and concern. Just leave me the hell alone. Hell. Yeah, please. Could you not? It, oh, it's so funny. sad. It is super formulaic. Every page is an animal being like, what's the hat? Yeah. It's awesome, but leave me alone and repeat. It occurs to me that had I read this when I was very small, I would have hated this book. How come? Because the animals were mean to the hedgehog. I don't think, it, like, okay, so. I had a very delicate, very delicate trigger in this instance for animals being mean to other animals who are having a bad thing they cannot control happen to them. Several of the animals are just asking. Like the That's chicken, true. just asking. Even just wants the, to know. Even the dog is like. Is that you in a hat, Hedgie? Like it's no. That's true. It does have a little look to his face, like maybe it's she's enjoying the mystery. I guess they're not that. They're not very mean. No, I had a very hard time with the animals are mean to the other animal when I was small. It seems to be about 50-50. Like yeah. the the cat is a jerk. No surprise. Just um, a cat. Just a cat. And the gander is mean again feels right they seem like jerk animals the pony <laughs> the, the horse pony. the pony is fairly mean well and he's also he's like the roughest about it yeah he's like you look ridiculous like that's real and hedgie's already had just a terrible day and he's just he's so yeah. distraught so distraught he's also maybe a little bit dramatic dramatic and a little bit tender about this like that he's like they're all laughing at me and it's awful but yeah I had I had a hard time with secondhand embarrassment and with animals are mean to the other animal for reasons beyond their control like there's a bit in babe where 
they make fun of Babe because he's a pig and he shouldn't be a sheepdog. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, can I read this book? The answer was yes, but it was tricky. I know what you're saying. Like it's the always sheep a were particularly mean. There's um there's a cartoon Avery's Wild. It's about a square pumpkin. Okay. And the whole thing is about he's square, so therefore he can't do any of the things because it's all about being a round rolling pumpkin. And I just hate it because just watching a movie or reading to a story where a group is just unrelentingly mean to someone. Yeah. Just and you get that the bigger point is like don't be mean and jerks yeah but but also page after page after page it just yeah. it gets it hurts you. and this doesn't do that but no. i want i wonder had i met this book when i was six how i would have reacted when i first started reading it i was like oh everyone's so mean the hedge and i'm like actually no it's they're not that mean curiosity yeah He's got a weird thing on his head. And that's fair. A hedgehog does not usually wear a sock like that. I would like to point out the swagger of Hedgy. (laughs) He's just constantly like, what are you up to? I'm like, I'm making sure my hat doesn't blow off as he's chewing at it. (laughs) As he's actively trying to remove it. Yes. Especially like the cat up in the tree. And he is like wedging it against the branch. And it's like. You look fine today. Maybe, but I'll be warm in the snow. Like, <laughs> oh, this drought, and he's not going to give these animals an inch. <laughs> yeah. One wonders if this has happened before. <laughs> he's a hedgehog that gets stuck in there. He is prickly. Also, like a hedgehog is prickly. Yes. A hedgehog oh, might react by prickly. being defensive. That's a fun hadn't thought about that Ooh, text analysis nice. <laughs> high school english comes back to me putting it to work for you oh yeah miss jarrett would be proud okay so knowing that the author had a hedgehog as a pet because i kept go- through this whole thing i'm like we are all farm animals and he's the one wild animal yeah which I thought was an interesting just division, but maybe, no, he's probably not her pet because no, he refers to now the girl is laughing yeah. at me. So, and if that was his girl, mm-hmm. I'm assuming Hedgie's male. I don't know why, but. Uh, he's, why it's my new hat, he's not. Okay, okay. He has been gendered. Okay. Like that would be a different exchange if yeah. he was her pet. Yeah, I also feel like he wouldn't just wander off into the woods at the end. Agreed. But we've also <laughs> talked about the very free-range nature well, yes, that's of the true. farm. That's true. So, I do love that you get to watch all the clothes disappear at the top also. Oh my not god. Plot. Well, should we use Talk that about as a segue? Yeah. All right. Look at us. A cool scooter. Oh yeah. I did find a teaching, it was like a you're teaching John Brett for a semester to your grade one class or grade two class thing and what because I was looking for fun facts and that's what I found (laughs) Uh, so I read it you were tired of this than I did (laughs) I just I wanted something that wasn't she's from Massachusetts but her website was quite helpful so then I felt like I should keep looking just in case but they all just quoted her website because it was helpful Um, but anyways this teaching guide suggested that you could talk about foreshadowing 
yes. using this book, which is really true, obviously. Um, and also really interesting that like when, you know, this is a board book, the version that you've got at least. Yeah. But you can still be like, ah, this will come next. When you look at the way the pages are laid out, mm -hmm. because it's the panel of the story you're actually reading, and then like a little porthole into yeah. Lisa the girl is doing, yeah. what animal is coming up, and then above it, a little panel of all the clothes on the line slowly disappearing. And it's awesome because it's like you're watching three little s stories happen happening simultaneously. And that's what I like about her books. Almost most of them have this. I think she started it. What did they say? I read somewhere about the book, the first book it was in. And now I can't remember which one it was, but it was, it wasn't like right at the beginning of her career, but okay. it was somewhere in the late eighties or early nineties. She started doing these storyboarders and then she just sort of kept them because they're great. And they're such a cool storytelling tool. I think once or twice I've read one of her books and thought, okay, it's a little contrived in this one, but yeah, not that I have a good example to pull mine, but I feel like this one is fabulous. It's so good. And it's so clear. And I, I love that the little girl doesn't just disappear. We see her doing all of her other little winter preparation of making the yeah. fire and the bird feeder. Possibly tea? I think she's watering a plant. Uh, it's just anyways, a, it's a good fabulous deal. picture. I think I read this book two or three times before I paid attention to the clothesline that mm -hmm. a piece was disappearing each time. Yeah. And I like that, but I like that you can read the book without really looking at, like you can like notice them sort of by glancing at them and not pay attention to them and still have a good time reading the book. But if you go back and you look at all of the details, you get more out of it. Like that it's not necessary, but it adds cool layers. Yeah, it's just kind of, if you don't want it, it's just texture of just being, because, yeah. well, we haven't specifically said, but like, just the most beautiful illustrations. So good. Yeah. So detailed. So I detailed. love, there's something about the way she does winter shrub with no leaves on it in snow that I just, like, it's just, I want to touch it, but also I just want to look at it. It's like soothing and good. And I love it. Well, like the, the, the cut down corn stalks or whatever yes. it is in the pony page with the snow on top of them so good and Hedgie even says you know in the snow and ice and you can actually mm -hmm. see like ice slicks where it's starting to become that way from the snow it's yeah and I love all of her little like you get all the little paw prints and like the snow isn't all all Just white because it can be tricky to do a snow based illustration well and also I think the other thing to do is like make it blue I mean, mm. that, when I paint snow, that's, that's a cheap thing I do. It's just, it's the way the watercolors are like so soft. I'm pretty sure she's watercolor. I was wondering that. I couldn't quite tell um, if she does. She certainly, I think, does something thicker over top of it because she gets yeah. good sharp lines. But I think some of the snow at least is watercolor. Probably. And, and the sky maybe. Because it could end up being super muddy. Like she, when yeah. you look especially upon you, like it's purples, it's browns, it's gray. Yeah, there's a lot and going on. And I like that in the farmyard, the snow is a little bit grungier than out in the woods where it's cleaner. It's slowly getting more snow as the, mm -hmm. um, as the book goes on. Also, which is, that's like a whole day. That's a lot of snow in a day. It when is. When we never see it snowing. Uh, 
we you get a couple of flurries in yeah yeah um in like the goose and the cat page oh there's some flurries snowing? oh yeah it is snowing there that makes sense that makes more sense I had a minute where I was like we didn't start with snow how is it so snowy now I guess maybe we waited until the last possible moment to take out the winter things you know I live someplace where the last snow comes in May and the first snow might come in October you get surprised sometimes yeah can we it's talk true. for a section for a second about the texture on the sock and the knit yes that you can I love believe. illustrated knit like it because it looks like a beautifully handcrafted knit sock yep how do you get that kind of level of detail in something and then it just looks beautiful in texture and not forced she just and I don't know if it's because everything has such a layer of texture that your eye just sees it and accepts it mm. gosh it must have taken such a long time to do all of his little quills in all of these pictures yes um and especially like and every everything has that level of detail on it yeah like all the grass and all the every all the roofs the thatch roof of the house well, and just think about the the border she does around the panel, mm. like the the level of intensity and in the wood grain of the border. Yeah, and that each of the like each of the cabochons or whatever, like the portholes and the and the doodle that connects to where the laundry is. Mm -hmm. Each one is different. I noticed that too. Yeah, but they all kind oh, of flow geez. together in this like carved barn wood way mm -hmm. it's She's, just beautiful art yeah because i it's feel like so almost good. any of these you could just frame any i sure would like to boy <laughs> if i could own a piece of john brad art i would be a happy camper <laughs> and the idea that on the random page she's essentially made five different distinct drawings between like the panel of the story that's happening what's happening yeah. the girl, animal that's coming up clothesline and then the border yeah and like each clothesline picture is different. It's not like she just, you know, masks them away or something. No, no. It's um, what I also love is when all the clothes are gone, the birds start populating the line. I thought that was super sweet. And what I love is when we've run out of animals to foreshadow, then, then we get her. her. Yeah. Can we talk oh. about her short little sassy haircut? Her excellent haircut. That's oh something I really like about. A lot of Jen Brett, her child characters tend to be fairly androgynous, even if they're gendered. I feel like it could have been super easy and completely acceptable to like cliche her two little braided pigtails. Mm -hmm. I think one of the reasons I thought this book was older is the crop short haircut and the knit earmuff. Headband, yeah. is so 80s skiing. Do you know how many winters I lo spent looking exactly like that and that I could recreate it right now? Actually, you know, if if we uh, we were at the place where we had been doing this long enough and there was a website, I would make you post pictures. Yeah. You may just have to send them to me anyway. <laughs> I also had an unfortunate mushroom Dorothy Hamilton haircut in middle school one year and definitely had some earband business. Yeah. Under that. Oh, no, no, no. I started having a mushroom cut when I was three four so your parents did it to you and I continued to have a mushroom cut until I was 
11. Now that after a while, that's a choice you were making for yourself. Yeah. No, no. I started making that choice for myself when I was like eight, because that's what my hair did. And I just did it. Except for I added the rat tail. Oh. <laughs> I was extremely cool. Should we discuss yeah. the animals and their selection of magnificent hats? Yes, because wow, they're really good. The way that they are wearing all these clothes and hats. <laughs> now, I feel like the dog. The dog is wearing a sweater. It's not. But the dog is wearing a sweater as like a balaclava. <laughs> that is true. It is like it's a turtleneck and obviously up over his head. I enjoy that we did not wriggle our arms, his legs into the arms. Well, that would be hard to do if you were a dog Hmm? putting on your own sweater. Well, I think that's why it's so funny is because as a human dressing a dog, you would do that. But nope, the dog has done this. Yes. Um, I I like the pig's choices. The pig is excellent. Previously discussed vest over um, the ears yeah i really like i like the goose so much it's so the goose is wearing a hat but it's also like drooped and looking slightly rastafarian yeah like it's far well obviously it's far too big it's a goose <laughs> <laughs> and i guess the chicken with like the hat the the glove on the top of the chicken is very good because it's like a like a rooster comb thing right. but that it's also wearing the other glove on its tail and the way the chicken pairs up with the goose, it almost looks like the goose is like waving a high five to it you. It does. I had a minute where I was like, no, anatomically, nothing on the goose points in that direction. Right. I kept, and she, and that's not like, the drawings are all very realistic yeah. of how animals look. The club- uh, there's a little bit of me that wonders if the pony looks the way it does because it was hard to pose him behind the pig. There's something about like the size of the head or the angle of the neck that feels a, a little tricky. It also, it feels like, it almost looks like the horse is bucking, which I'm like, yes. I don't know, are, we're, are we dancing in our I think we're prancing, yeah. I think that, because they, they're all, now each animal was thinking, now I am wearing a magnificent hat. So I think they're all being like, look at my magnificent hat. It's great look at me frolic in my magnificent hat. Except the cat. The cat looks well, a little horrified. The cat doesn't look super enthused. It's true. He, I'm also I'm impressed with how well he's wrapped himself in that scarf. Also, yes, but I think cats do like to roll into things and they like true. claw up. So I could see how. Let's face it, certain certain pieces work better than others. Yes, like the not horse wearing the leggings on its head. It's only okay. Yeah. And it also seems precarious. Like those leggings are about to come off. Yes. <laughs> and also, and like the cat in the scarf feels it's not like really a hat. hat. Like the cat knows it's got too much to manage. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoy um, in one of the tiny mm-hmm. porthole things, there's Hedgie watching this parade, just looking like these <laughs> assholes. <laughs> like, wow, they also look like idiots. Right? Just nothing. Hooray. Yeah. Can you imagine poor little Lisa on the last page desperately trying to <laughs> wrangle her clothing? Oh, no, I didn't get that page. What does it say? Oh, no, you uh, didn't. Oh, um, oh for, for everyone else, Annika didn't have it. So I took pictures and apparently forgot the last page. Yeah, because um, I go from everyone is prancing to everyone's clothes are in the bucket. And I was like, how did she get those clothes in the bucket? Oh, oh, so... 
she she is running after the animals and it goes had you just watched how silly they look don't they know that animals should never ever wear clothes (laughs) oh he's so smug what a drama queen (laughs) like just swagger whole book through yeah whatever he's doing whether he believes or not everyone else will believe he is doing the right thing (laughs) yes all right. I feel like we did all the things. Mm-hmm. There's not really a moral. Oh, oh. one Except one. for maybe you should own your silly fashion choices because maybe then you'll start a trend. Oh, see, I was going to say um, we have to talk about rhythm, but moral, you can bluff your way out of anything as long as you commit to the bluff. <laughs> Hedgy, although, like, if he was playing covers, yep. he would have, like, a pair of twos and that was it. And he's just like, you know what? All in. Yeah. All in and you should join me. <laughs> oh, there were two funny little details. When she's pulling out all of her clothes at the very, very beginning, there is a pin cushion hedgehog in there. Cute. And the other little detail... How fancy is that pig with its cinnamon swirl raisin? Right. Bread? <laughs> like, did it go bad? Do you were you just getting a cool treat? Maybe, maybe we always bake fancy bread for the animals and toast it too. It's got some nice little toast lines on it. The rhythm of reading the book. I feel like it's pretty natural. Like you can just yeah. kind of pace your way through it pretty easily. Yeah, it doesn't have like a rhyme scheme or a dumpty 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 rhythm to it, but it doesn't like pause or have too many words on some pages and no words on other pages. And I looked, I mean, glance, I didn't like hardcore, but it really only has three to four sentences per page. And which again, like you said, doesn't mean you say a whole long thing and then a two word exchange, like it flows really nicely. And I think because it is largely... Um, dialogue back and forth between the animals it lends itself to you can do a touch of a different voice if you want to but it's not one of those where you really like have to lay it on thing. yeah like I definitely found um because I would never say I read books and voices but I do try and have a little different inflection for characters the other nice thing for that is that the characters don't come back to talk yeah so you don't have to remember what voice they had no (laughs) And it also has a couple, like, not a whole lot, but a couple things in italics of, Mm -hmm. you know, the animals thinking. thinking, yeah. And once again, it just kind of naturally leans you towards doing a like, hmm. Yeah. Clearly, the art is the star of this book. Yes. But it's, it's a pleasant reading experience. And also, the story is kind of funny. It's cute. It's funny. It's not like, look at this moral. This moral is being hit on your head. It's just like, maybe don't be a jerk, but if they're being jerks, own it. Whatever they're being jerks about. And maybe then they'll look like jerks too. Or animals don't wear clothes, except maybe they want to. Except they'd like to, obviously. Or maybe I feel like it takes one brave soul to start a fashion trend. (laughs) So I read it to Avery. I asked her, like, we read, we read the whole thing pretty much without interruption. And I go, how'd you like it? It was good. Anything else to say? Nope. (laughs) 
It makes me wonder if like, do you actually need to be, not like an adult, but like what makes this book so fabulous is how deep the intricacy of all of it goes. Mm -hmm. So if you're like six and just want a fun story, maybe you don't really realize there's like three simultaneous stories going on in the illustration. Yeah. I also feel like Jen Brett books were ones that I would go back and look at alone. Mm. Like without them being read to me, I would just look at the art of them. When I was maybe a little bit older, maybe like seven or eight, I wouldn't necessarily be reading the book, but I would go back and look at them just to be like, this is good art and I like it. Well, I also am realizing a bit is this is a book that someone else was more likely to have bought for you. Mm -hmm. Like it is a book that adults who are shopping for a book for kids are going to be drawn to. Yes. And I wouldn't be surprised if her books also tend to make the cut more Mm -hmm. often because because they do kind of appeal to, you know, an older thing that like silly funnier books maybe don't make it once you're like 11 and clearing out some old picture books. But yeah, that makes sense. All right. Shall we, shall we outro? Yes. What's our outro, Katie? Tell me more. Well, um, any, any last thoughts or takeaways? No, I like reading this book. It's a nice time. Yeah, I think it's just, it's an, it's a nice book that feels nice. So next week we're going to read Princess and Pony. This is where we ask for engagement. Mm. Engage with us, friends. Please engage. Tell us what you think is the best hat. Also, maybe we would need to create some social media platform in which one could share. We'll get on that. Good talk. (laughs) 